everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. This chair is dirty, squeaky, and uncomfortable. In other words, it's right up my alley. <laughs> On the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. There are some who say Hitler's skeleton is in the trunk. Others say just a spare tire. Now, I'm a busy man, and I haven't checked yet. <laughs> My name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, a panther could have done this. They're on the rebound. They're fucking again. Welcome to Plotty Time. 40 eggs? That's a big fucking pile of garbage. I'm the farting demon in this relationship. I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? No, you know damn well fucking that DNA is still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? I'll just kill some random dude. If you want cheese, you get a milk. You're waiting for me. No, I can hate on it. It sucked. Boners. Hey everyone and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast that says welcome to Plotty Time three times in the first fucking minute that we start the every episode. Welcome, welcome to Plotty time. time. Yeah. That's five. Thanks guys. Appreciate that. Uh, but let's start where we always start. What are you playing? What are you watching? What are you doing? What's going on with you, Dr. Scientist? Not too much. I had to work a lot this week. Oh, bummer. So I did play more of Overrogue. It's just uh, it's still too, easy. Yeah, it's just way too easy. Okay. I'll just play through it. Beat the game and then start something else next week. Yeah, so you know you can just pick it up for a minute and just yeah, play. just run through something real quick. Yeah, I haven't had any trouble with it whatsoever. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, if it was balanced better, like Slay the Spire or something, it'd be better. But it's not. Yeah, that's the problem with these games. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to be balanced correctly. Mm-hmm. Make everything worthwhile playing. Right. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, but what I did do is I watched a show called Bodies. I've heard of this. Is it good? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. What's it about? It's a uh, in the first episode. It has four time periods, and a dead the same dead body appears in each time period. It's like 2023, 1940, 1900, and eighteen sixty or something like that. It shows up, hmm. and it shows like all these different. Oh, and in the future, it shows up too. There's like a twenty sixty something. It's the same dead body in the yeah. same position. Yep, same, same dead body, same person, same position, everything. And each each one's a different detective investigating it and goes on through how this is. You find out how it happened and how weird it gets. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Very sci-fi. How many episodes is it? Uh, seven or eight. Is it a mini series or is it like going to go on? I don't know. It shouldn't go on. Because it was just the one story. About yeah. Okay. Did huh. you get through the whole thing? Yeah. Nice. It, uh, okay. Yeah. You, you figure out how it is, like what's going on through the first like six or seven episodes. And then it shows an episode from the bad guy's point of view. Oh. And then it shows the end. So this is called Bodies. What's, Just Bodies. What's it on? Uh, Netflix, I believe. It's maybe it's English, but it's it's okay. not an American show. But it's still good. Very good. All right, yeah, fucking it. It sounds neat. It's uh. I remember watching like a new Netflix thing. Like every month, there was a show I had to watch. Yeah. There's so much stuff on it now. You could miss so much so easy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But there's nothing like I'm getting hyped for on netflix it's always like oh that came out you know what i mean i don't know maybe it's just me well they always sneak one in there like uh love death and robots came out and you're like yeah. what the fuck yeah or you're like oh man i should watch that again and you're like i'm three seasons behind what <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i don't know i don't have my finger on the pulse of the netflix nation you no know what i mean that's why you got to join like sci-fi reddits and stuff so it reminds you of these things yeah since i don't tweet or anything anymore yeah. so yeah. Hmm. threads is getting better at making me remember when things are happening but it's still not like good old x was back in the day yeah yeah 
I hear you. Before their hard right turn. <laughs> yeah, which was just before ours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Threads is, it's getting there, but I, I am, I, I like, what I do like about Threads is something's not there, a feature's missing or something, and everyone bitches about it, and then like a month later it's there. Like it's, they're, they're adding to it. They're working well, people, on it. They're people like to forget that it's new. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's they don't make any money on it yet because there's no advertising or anything. So people just have to chill the fuck out. Oh, no advertising. I should get on that. Yeah, there's no advertising it. You should check that out because it's very nice to see, you know, just post after post and not a fucking ad or placement or something. Yeah, sweet. Oh, and then you can get super mad when they finally do. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. Ads back yeah then I can quit that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Then you go to Mastodon or some shit. Mastodon's cool for certain things, like if you want super nerdy the fuck is science things. And I don't know anything that's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mastodon was uh, at when X became shitty, the very beginning, and everyone was desperate for something else. It was when Blue Sky was trying to get its feet under it. Yeah, um, fucking Mastodon was a replacement. These were all like temporary things, and then Threads came out, and everyone's like, "Oh, I just need to click one button in my Instagram." Okay, great, and then. Everyone with the threads. Mm. Mastodon still has its purposes. I don't, I couldn't get on Blue Sky because you had to be invited and then I just stopped trying yeah. to get on. Yeah. Maybe I'll resurrect my Instagram. We'll see. Yeah. I had to get Instagram to get threads. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm missing anything except for everything you guys talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm on Instagram quite a bit, but always just lurking, never really posting. And that's where you hear about a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's always on threads now. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to like, I was really mad about what they did with Reddit and the admins and that whole kerfluffle that went over. And I didn't like the CEO's remark. So I made the personal decision to not go on Reddit anymore, except for, of course, the best subreddit that's there is Plotty Time. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. And now I feel like an asshole because everyone just went right back and I'm like the only person that's not on Reddit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if I, yeah, if I didn't go on Reddit, I don't think I know anything that's going on, which is pretty sad. It didn't bother me when that all happened in Reddit because... What the fuck? It's free for you to use. Stop complaining about what people do with it. I just... I know it's a dickhead thing, but... I wasn't as mad about the decision to disable the third-party things because they're a business and they they own it and they can do whatever the fuck they want as far as allowing apps in. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't as mad about that. It was the CEO that came out and had all those statements of yeah. being like, well, tough fucking shit. Well, all CEOs are garbage. You're not going to fucking yeah. boycott everything, you know? I know. It's. I wish I could. I wish I could boycott. <laughs> you got to pick and choose your boycotts. You really do. Like, I would love to not eat at Taco Bell and drink Pepsi. <laughs> but I got to. <laughs> I know. You're so right. Like, I will not fucking eat at Chick-fil-A. Oh, I haven't eaten Chick-fil-A since 94. Me, yeah. I might have eaten there when I was in ninth grade, and that was about it. But it's like, I'll never eat at Chick-fil-A. I refuse to do it because of their policies. And also their terrible business decision to not be open on Sundays. That's fucking insane. I thought that was the policy you're talking about. (laughs) No. No, And it's like, all right, I can't go to Home Depot, so I got to go to Lowe's. So unless the Lowe's CEO becomes more of a dickhead than the Home Depot guy. I wish I didn't use Amazon. I know. I know. I I know. God. Oh, my God. But it's like it. you're forced to. Like, there's nothing yeah. that can deliver this amount I mean, of. Yeah. I and, hate it. I hate it so much. And I still have to do it. It's easy. Like, OK, I can not listen to Kid Rock. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. Right. But and then like, well, but ugh, there's a couple of David Gilmore songs on Pink Floyd that I can't listen to anymore. But then I just got to say, oh, this is ridiculous. I don't know. It's too much. This is a whole other conversation we can have a whole <laughs> fucking episode about. Yeah, right. Because, like, the only thing I can do as a consumer is not give money to the people I don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, 
the problem is there's so many pieces of shit running companies <laughs> out there <laughs> that I can't do that equal. Like you can't, you can't live your life yeah. in America doing that and to every company that's a piece of shit. Usually people who are CEOs are there because they're pieces of shit. Well, so that doesn't yeah. help. That's how you get in. Yeah. It's, it's like landlords. Systems great, guys. Systems going great. Not my landlord, though. Capitalism is great. You see, you got to find the one good one, and then you got to boycott all the others, <laughs> which I'm doing. Well, that's the, this, so this is the problem, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I I see this a lot on like Instagram because for some reason, when someone starts like a small business, Instagram's like the first place they go to advertise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like products come on there that are new. This new company, they have a quality thing. I noticed this with uh, one of the coffee companies I, I use. Um, I won't yeah, well, I don't, I don't remember their name, but like the coffee originally when I ordered it, it had like racing themes and it came in like a little mock oil can. Oh, that's awesome. And it was really cool. It was great coffee. And then as time went on, like the box got shittier that oh, it got delivered yeah. in. And now the containers like smaller. And then now it's not an oil can. Like you could just see them. Doing all these things to save money. Well, to make more yeah, money. To make more, to money. make more money, exactly. And you just, every product starts out with like, we're doing it right, man. We're going right by everybody. And then it eventually gets to a point, we need to make more money. Like, yeah. we got to do this. Never go public. <laughs> Never. You know what I mean? Never have shareholders. All right. Yeah, all right. Now that we got the that done with. Did you watch anything, Dr. Scientist? Is that where we are? Uh, no, we already talked about bodies, and I didn't get much time to watch anything else. Just a couple episodes okay. of Doctor Who and more of a... Questing for glory. All right, cool. Well, I, st- I started the uh, nine hour oh, Breath Jesus of Fire 2 Christ. run, but the guy's voice is really annoying. So I might just, <laughs> just skip that one. Some of the guys are just annoying. You got to skip the whole thing. Yeah, I hear that. Boycott them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if only I could boycott them all. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I did, Papa Scotch. What did you play, watch, and do? I'll start with what I watched. Um, We watched a movie that wasn't in the movie bowl, but we both hadn't seen in a long time. We were kind of excited about it. So we watched After Midnight again. Oh, I was thinking of watching that myself. Oh, fucking Eric Clapton, man. You can't listen to his music either. He's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) He sure is. He's a real piece of shit. I'm sorry. You said After Midnight. It was making. I don't even know. That's a song. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, After Midnight is a. It's a it's an indie film. It's a smaller film, but it's about a dude who his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, left, and you're just seeing like the alcoholic aftermath of his home yeah, and yeah, him yeah. and his house. And he's like, every night has a fucking sofa jammed up against the front door because a monster is trying to attack his house. Is a monster and really like, trying to attack his house, or is that like a metaphor for drunkenness and depression? Well, you ever saw this? No. Oh, it's fucking good. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty fun. Uh, I'm not it called After Midnight. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. And I think it's like a it's a slap pocket, isn't it? It's like 80 or 85 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty short. I'll throw it on the list of movies that sound good you guys talk about that I never watch. Oh, my <laughs> list is getting so large. I know, me too. It's ridiculous. I'm going to go through and delete some of these because it's, like it's like three scrolls long in my notes. It's like you guys talked about this uh, three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't remember which one of you guys recommended it, but one yeah. of you did nine years ago. All right, uh, what else did I watch? Um, well, a classic American film that was inspired by the video game I just platinumed. The wife had never seen RoboCop, and we had to fix that. OG so we watched RoboCop. RoboCop. Was she a better person for seeing it? <laughs> she, 
yes. <laughs> I'm like, you got to watch this movie. It's fucking ridiculous. She's like, I don't really want to. I'm like, no, it's great. And we watched it. And she's like, that was fucking ridiculous. I'm like, yep. That's what I said. <laughs> she's like, that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's all, it's Paul Verhoeven. No one does satire with as many explosions as Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> So then uh watched, those were like the fun ones, and then it got dark. We watched Better Watch Out, because it's Christmas and a horror movie, which uh, that's a tough watch if you, if you don't like the whole that. kids getting murdered thing. Huh. I have no problem. I don't that. even know what you're talking about. I think you guys have both seen it, or at least uh, Trump's like It's, it's, it's the one where the kid, I think he's like 12-ish, and his babysitter comes over, and his parents go out. One of his parents is played by Putty. Oh. Uh, and he, it's basically like a very, very dark version of Home Alone. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it, it good? It's not bad. I think as far as Christmas horror films go, it's up there. It's one of the better ones. All right. That's, but it's not top tier. It's not a ringing endorsement. No. I think it's good. I mean, we've watched it like four times now in the, over the years. Yeah. It's a difficult watch. Mm. But it's good. Yeah. And then speaking of difficult watches, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen the French film Inside? Mm. Uh, is it body horror? Sounds like it. Sort of. It's about a woman who was in a car accident, which uh, while she was very pregnant, that killed her husband. So now it's Christmas Eve and she's like ready to like deliver the baby. She's that close. And uh, a home invasion happens and, and a woman comes in trying to uh, get that baby, if you know what I mean. Wait, maybe I did see it. I don't know. With scissors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. It's okay. I thought it was done very well. And yeah. It's okay. We also watched, they made a re, an American remake of it. Maybe that's the one I saw. But it was the American remake, everyone was speaking English, obviously, so you'd, you'd, you'd know if you saw that version versus French in the other one. I don't. It's been years. Okay. Well, the American remake's real bad. It's, it treats it more like a 90s horror film, if that makes sense, like the vibe of it and how unserious it is. The cops show up and then she sneaks in while the cops are there. Yes. Okay. Then I saw the American one. Yeah. It's not the American one. It just doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. Hmm. No, I've never seen either of these. Well, see the French one. Don't see the American one. Sounds good to me. Or, or watch the American one first and then see the French one. The one with yeah. Willem Dafoe that came out this year inside. No, I think it's a different movie. Yeah. I think it's called, <laughs> I, I think it's called something else in English and American. Whatever. And then uh, last thing we watched, uh, Countdown. We watched that again. Countdown. I believe we've all watched that. It's where the you can download the app. the app that oh, counts yeah, down to the your death. Oh, yeah, the one that told me I was going to die in three years. That's That's got to be coming up. <laughs> I got the one I was 72. You lucky fuck. <laughs> Man, I don't remember what I got because I know I did it too. What a great app in- integration for a fucking movie. Yeah, I have less than 30 years to go. Dude, I had... I better start catching up on my backlog. I got to find out what episode that was and when we recorded it. <laughs> I could probably, I mean, if I still did the the Instagram hashtags, I could probably figure it out. Yeah, well. Who cares? So then uh, <laughs> the game, the game I played, obviously I played Shell. And mm. are you still pissed off? I mean, it does happen a lot. They said <laughs> they released a patch that they said fixed it. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You didn't fix shit. So that's been fun. But the game I started and uh, put about 20 hours into. Whoa. Elden Ring? Alan Wake 2. Oh. Oh, sure saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I finally uh, so far. downloaded or bought and downloaded the remaster or one of those two. I don't know. Yeah. It's in my backlog now. 
I watched a bunch of videos of a, like I didn't watch it about Alan Wake too, but I watched like an hour and forty minute video of how Control and Alan Wake mixed together. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Alan Wake version, there's a lot more of the Federal Bureau of Control, and uh, you go back to the same place that the first game happened. The lake, yeah, yeah, the Bright Falls, that town, mm-hmm. and uh, like all the characters that helped you out in the first game are still here. Whoa. But there's like, uh, like the, remember the woman that had the lights at the power station? Yeah, yeah. She's here, but it's ten years later, and she's in a nursing home, and she's been taken over by the dark yes. force or whatever dark they call force, it in this yeah. game. But uh, it's good. It's it's real good. If you're into, uh, well, obviously Alan Wake or Control or Quantum Break, you probably already know about this game, and you're either in or not. But uh, if you like stuff like Twin Peaks vibe, Stephen King type stuff, then this is this is absolutely for you. I'm still iffy, seeing how... I don't know, I like Twin Peaks, but I didn't like the first one, really. I'm... You know what was fun? The actor... Well, the guy's a CEO of Remedy. Or not, maybe not CEO, but he's high up in Remedy. He's, he's a guy by the name of Sam Lake. And you guys probably don't remember this, but Remedy also made two PS2 games back in the day, Max Payne and Max Payne 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Sam Lake, who was an employee at Remedy, who still is... He was the, in, in the Max Payne comics, he was the model. Like, that was his uh, image, and it was his voice that's cool. in the Max Payne game. So in this game, he plays an FBI agent, and it's the same look and the same voice. And I'm like, fuck, that's Max Payne. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty neat. All right, I'll give you that. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, he's not a huge part in the game, but he is one of, I don't know, it's very confusing because it's like what Alan, Wake's, what Alan Wake writes turns real. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's what, the whole thing. That was the whole yeah. first one. I figured but that out from playing Control. Figured that out by watching a trailer for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's good so far. Um, I have no idea how far I am in it, but I saw a wild music number from the... It, I want to ruin it. It's too fucking cool. Right. So far, good. Going to keep playing it. Sweet. But that's, that's all I did. That's all I watched. How about you there, Sir Chump Slap? What have you been getting into over there? Well, I played a... Uh, a little game called Axiom Verge 2. Oh. Oh, wow. What yeah. do you think of it? It's um, not as good. I don't think it's as good as Axiom Verge, but. Well, I put 19 hours in it. No, that, that's pretty good. This week, and I finished Dang. it. Oh, you finished <laughs> it? Too? Yeah. Did you plat it? No. Because you have to speed run it. Do you? I can't, you have to I don't beat remember. it. It sounds about right, though. Getting like 30% of the items or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to not get items. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hmm. So I played it from Friday to Thursday, and it was just, I got 99% of the map, and I was I found where I couldn't get on the map, but then I had to look that up and piss me off. Because <laughs> it was, like, totally different. You had to, like, take a warp somewhere. And it was just like, oh, come on, man. But So I 100% the map, 100% of items. I don't know. It's a really good game. Good Metroidvania pixel art. I started mm. playing the first one, but I didn't get into it. Yeah. I don't you couldn't buy weed skins. One. You can't buy packs to make yourself better. I couldn't spend immediately more money on the game to get cosmetics, so I was like, no thanks, bro. It's like, is this even a game? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a game? I bought the game for just the one price. Are you serious? Like, do you even know how to program games anymore? Jeez. I don't know. I got to play the first one again, because I played it on Steam, like, fucking so long ago. I don't remember any of it. But yeah, fucking great game. Metroidvania. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doing it right. All right. Then I, just before we started recording, I started Disco Elysium. Oh, it's a great oh. game. Oh, 
It seems pretty fucking fun. I like it. It's kind of like playing a game of D&D. Sort of. Or like a like one of those old school choose your own adventure type video games. Yeah, yeah. It's really neat so far. I like it. But I only played for like half an hour, so. I'm Can't trying get... to th- think of what type of game is that? It's RPG. Uh, yeah. But what's what do they call the game? Is it isometric? Like that Fallout vibe? Yeah. 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 Just that. Not like, I guess, type of game. Yeah, it's 80s like quarter, does it. three quarters view or whatever. Yeah. Like One and you, a half D. Like you're looking down on a, a shoebox. <laughs> like a diorama, diorama that's yeah. The fun, exactly. That's the word I was trying to think of. Thank you, guys, for me being stupid. But yeah, that, that seems fun, too. But then I watched a couple things, not much, because I did spend 20 hours on fucking Axiom Verge. Sure, sure. Watch this movie called Book of Monsters. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, you think. there's a bunch of girls throwing a party when their dad's out of town and someone shows up and like reads from a like like a necronomicon or something and awakens all these like demons like they're like a wendigo and then they're fucking killer lawn gnomes it's fucking weird killer lawn gnomes yeah pretty sweet yeah it's a it's okay it's not oh total waste of time but check it out it's on amazon i think for free so even though we just talked about not using Amazon. No, we do use Amazon, even though we don't want to. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. No, we use it, but we're not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. So this girl's mom turned out to be like a monster hunter, and that's why she had this book and some monster. So it's like the show Grimm. Couldn't tell you. I'll take, take my word, word for it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Man, I don't remember Grimm. Was that Netflix or was that like CW? Oh, dude, that was on USA maybe. CW. No, no, it was probably NBC. It was really good though. CW. Huh. No idea. Never saw it. Sounds neat. Okay. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, the guy can like, there's like monsters that live among humans and he can see them. They're, they're like, the, they have the ability to hide, but he can see their true things when they get uh, like emotional. So it's kind of like the glasses and they live. A kind of, yeah. Sick. Yeah, always bring it back to they live, dude. <laughs> or oh, fucking the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's always one of the two, right? Then I watched this other one called Sunset on the River Sticks. Mm. No, it was about these like two troubled people, like suicidal, I guess, depressed. They meet up, they hook up, and then one of them meets up with like a vampire and becomes involved in this vampire cult. And gets the other one to try to transform, but it fucks it up, and then. He's half transformed and he starts like skipping through time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's, I don't know, it's pretty fucking neat. It's kind of, kind of slappy. Oh. A little neat. Pretty much heart. Nah, I wouldn't say that. There's heart in it though. Not too much though. No. But okay. it seemed like it was the way they wanted to make some grand movie, but execution was a little off. It seemed like uh, maybe the director's first movie or something, but still worth your, worth your time. A little slow in the beginning, but check it out. Sunset on the River Sticks. Mm, all right. Okay. Cool name. I know. That's why I watched it. And the trailer made it look more slappy than it was, but they're still slapping it. So give it a chance. Or okay. no, I don't give a shit. I'm not here to tell you what to do. <laughs> I recommend it or fucking don't. Go to hell. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm not your mother. But that's that's all I did this week. All right. Well, then, with that being said, let's go ahead and move into the plotty time vibe check. Ooh, what's going on with that vibe? I don't know. Did what you a- see that? 
I think it was a shooting star. No, it was a vibe. <laughs> Do we Did need we? to keep this bit going? I think we should. I think we should. I think we should come up with a name. Ooh, yeah. The music, maybe. The vibe check. Okay, yeah. Um, ooh, <laughs> sorry, got a little steamy there. <laughs> oh, let me wipe off my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> we got shit to talk about, starting with PlayStation is about to delete a ton of TV shows that users already paid for. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah, that happens all the time. You hear about it. I think it. that's bad. Yeah, right? yeah it pretty much should suck, but uh, it's what you deal with, man. It should give you a partial refund at least. At least. I mean, when you buy it digitally, you expect to have it forever, do you not? Like, no. Isn't that the expectation? No. No, that's what, why. As long as the that night, service the 2010s? That's why... You never buy like a movie digitally or yeah. something because then they could just they could just choose to take it off their servers and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't understand. The whole reason I brought this up is because I feel like there's going to be a push at some point to bring back some physical media here. Uh, it already exists, man. You buy them all the time. Yeah, but that's just me and I'm a weirdo that collects stuff. Yeah. You know? Now it's going to start getting harder that's for fair. you. <laughs> I mean, vinyls are still around. Who fucking buys them? Lots of people. Hipsters usually. Yeah. Ooh, I just bought a Battletoads vinyl. Oh, shit. Nice. Which one? Uh, it was from a website. I think it was called Hard Times. Is it the double pink vinyl? Yes. Nice. With the Alex Party art on the cover. Yeah. it's. I haven't listened to it yet. I, I just got in the mail yesterday, but I bought that and uh, the t-shirt that they have in their store that says I'd rather be playing Sega Bass Fishing. It's pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you should buy that and a Weedskin shirt. Man, oh, that'd be so cool. By the way, you can go to our store right now and buy that weed skin shirt. Go get it. Oh, shit. I'm wearing it right now. It's sick. Look at him. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Man, I really committed to that. I got to make that. No, you do. I really want to buy it. Yeah. When's that episode come out? Isn't it Thursday? Oh, fuck. Yeah, we right. talked about it probably like three weeks ago. Yeah, so it's yeah, got to be this week. Yeah. We talked about it in the Spec Ops episode, which is next. It's coming out in, oh, boy. Two I weeks ago. On this. All right, I'll get, I'll get to work on that. Okay. Uh, yeah, that way it exists. You can buy it now. Uh, but yeah, so they're deleting a whole bunch of stuff from Discovery. So probably a move by that Zaslav guy over at Warner Brothers. So Mythbusters, Naked and Afraid, uh, tons of other Discovery shows are just they're t- ripping them off the service, and it doesn't matter if you paid money for those because you don't get to keep them. Suckers. They should have been ready for this because that's what happens. Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard news like that. Yeah, so I guess moving forward, if you're going to buy something digitally, just rent it for the $3.99 or whatever it is. That's what I do. Yeah, or buy the DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> and Blu-rays. And then uh, did you guys see the uh, the new the photos released and they talked a little bit about the new Fallout series coming out in April? I heard a little bit uh, about it. I saw the trailer. Dropped Ooh. yesterday. Or today, two weeks ago. I didn't see the trailer yet. Ooh. I just saw like a do so a favor. Leak yeah, get on threads and see everybody talking about I it. I don't want to spoil it, but dog meat rips apart a rad roach. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick. Other wow, that, it was first was announced it? in July 2020. It's premiering April 2024 on Amazon Prime. Uh, not much has been seen, but there's a whole bunch of set photos that were released, including Walter Goggins looking like a ghoul. And oh, he looks pretty yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I saw that. Nice. Um, I really thought they would go with more of like, how do I put this? Like a more apocalypse, brown, dirt, grossness. It seems that way in the trailer. Yeah, but if you look at the pictures, they're very colorful. Like the the, the vault suits really pop. Well, they do blue. in the game too, because those are all clean. Dude. Yeah, they. I think that's the thing. Like they, uh, 
they're really being faithful, faithful at least with the aesthetic yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, it seems neat. I'm excited. I, I I hope it's good. I don't want to get my hopes too far up. No, I'm no, already. I, mean, I have zero hopes for it. I'm already skeptical about it. But no, no. Watch the trailer and tell me what you think. Yeah, I will. Um, also, there's another trailer coming out. As of recording now, it has not been released, but the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer is dropping this week. All right, I'll, I'll, in our time, I'll play the game if it's not too expensive, but. We'll see. There's like all kinds of rumors coming out. They're saying that the game is going to cost like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, which because people will pay it. Right. Yeah, Papa Scotch. Of course they will. I mean, if it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's VR. No, I mean, that's a lot to ask, especially when you have fucking shark cards paying for God knows how much extra money from that fucking Grand Theft Auto online. Imagine how much weed skins are going to cost. They're going to be like 50 bucks each. Yeah, well, you better set up. It's probably going to be in a loot box you got to buy for a chance to get. Uh, they, they're good at not doing that, I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think they really have done loot boxes just because there's so much other stuff. What was the in last game they released? Spend your currency on. <laughs> that Rockstar released? No, i sure. Red Dead Redemption 2? I think so. Was that five years ago? That was a long fucking time ago. But they're like, this is like the most expensive game ever made. Like, it took us so much money. Because it took you fucking 12 years, man. Come on. Well, technically, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition came out most recently. But that doesn't count. That That's doesn't just a remaster. Count, Not even a remaster of the three games. Yeah, that was uh, Then before that, they're counting Red Dead Online as its own thing, which it's not. So Red Dead Redemption 2, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Grand Theft Auto 5, by the way, came out September 17th, 2013. Yeah. Exactly. And this, what's six supposed to come out? Like next year, two years yet? It'll be delayed. They haven't said. I think there were rumors that it would be fiscal year 24, but that means like anything starting a year from now. I hope it drops by Christmas. That'd be sick. Yeah, that would be insanity. Yeah. Like that's what Fallout used to do. They They used to drop the trailer and then two weeks the game was out. You think think games can hide that now? I I think. Well, they're not finished, so I guess they could just drop it and then patch shit as yeah, it goes. Yeah, who the fuck <laughs> That's a good anymore. point. Yeah, you're assuming the game has to be finished before they release it. Those days are over, sir. Um, it it would shock me if that was re- available for this Christmas. If they said anything before Christmas next year, I'd be shocked. Yeah, yeah, true that. But I definitely do remember. I don't know if it was Fallout seventy six or Fallout four, but one of them, I think, I think it, it might have been Fallout four. Yeah, where they had the conference. What was it? Um, E3 yeah they something. had E3 in June and they're like hey Fallout 4 is coming everyone's like fucking what they're like oh yeah by the way it'll be out in November and what like yeah. four months later it was out yeah miss those days those were the days man should go back and play Fallout 4 I don't need to play 76 I never played Fallout 4 yeah Zorch was telling me you just started playing it it's I mean I wasn't a fan of it? New Vegas so it kind of just meh it was good but then there's like settlements and you had to keep yeah, going yeah that back seemed like a lot of I wanted Fallout to be like Fallout 3. Yes. I want to play a single player Fallout 3 again. Yeah, but in Fallout 4, I think the story was a little on the weak side and the settlements were terrible. I like the idea of building your own sediment, sediment, your own settlement. That part is fun, but the fact that you would be, you know, you accidentally just stumble into settlements and you now own them and now you're responsible for them. And then every five minutes you get a, 
notification saying someone's attacking this settlement. And you're like, I don't care. I don't have anything yeah. built there. You're just a regular vault dweller. You're not a fucking superhero. Why do you have to keep going back and helping these assholes? You know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's you get to a point where it's like this is hurting my entertainment of this game. Yeah. Yeah. And then every once in a while you get that notification. It's attacking the base. You actually want to keep You're like, oh, fuck. And then you have to go back and <laughs> yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Great game, though. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, after the Grand Theft Auto trailer, we got uh, one last piece of news here. Uh, did you guys hear the worst versions of the original GTA trilogy are coming to Netflix games of all places? All right. The worst versions? So the you original. You can play them for free if you don't have Netflix. Yes. The Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Um, oh. At one point, there was a trilogy release that included all three of them, but it was basically just at, like putting them like they're ports they're not and no one touched them no one like tightened up controls no one did anything it was just one for one all the bugs came across too it was it was a poor repackage right right but later on then rockstar released uh updated versions of those and made them look a lot nicer and made them play better there's decent games on netflix games no i'm just saying the worst i'm just saying that people should try it more maybe it'll get better games yeah, you have been playing them, and you've been telling us about yeah. them. You could just, if you download the app to your phone, you can download the games for free. Yeah. I just, I think it's very interesting that Netflix is like, let me get those those Grand Theft Auto games. Like, are they making a play for the new one? Is the new one going to be involved in Netflix somehow? <gasps> Probably <Doubt> not. Surprised <laughs> there's not a movie out yet, Grand Theft Auto. It would be terrible. Mm, I don't know. Might be cool. Still got to finish Twisted Metal. True. That does everything, <laughs> uh, or whatever, for the plotty time fucking vibe check or whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to the game. How about it? Let's do it. This week, we're talking about a game where we did the original. It's a sequel. We did the original one way back August 8th, 2019. Mm. Whoa. Disgusting. What kind of score did we give that? Uh, we gave it an overall of 58. Holy shit, it has to be the highest game we've ever scored. <laughs> it's gotta be up there. It's probably top five. Episode 27. Man, it's so what? It's gonna be like almost 225 episodes between the Yeah, wow. Yeah, we definitely set a record for the longest time in between two episodes. Yet. So far. So far. Yeah. But uh, this game was released on August 14th, 2012. Number one song in the country. Any guesses? Pharrell Happy. No, but you got the year. Good job, buddy. But no, it's not <laughs> Pharrell Happy. Uh, Beyonce. Remember, the world is ending like two weeks after this game comes out. We also, just to give you guys a little hint, um, just in case we don't have to call Long Island Sal again, um, we just did this two weeks ago. That boy is I mine. Believe, no, the other one that uh, we heard a very, very amazing rendition of beat poetry. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. I can't remember it was. either. Um, should we call him again? Have him do it again? I thought you were going to have a conference call this time. <laughs> <laughs> not happening today. No, not today. Not today. I don't have it in me. We got to we gotta plan that. <laughs> well, what are you? What are, why does that have to be in you? You just got to call him. Oh, call that's people. a good point. What does it have to do with me? We'd have to just call Long Island Sal it's and ask him to. up to the... the, the roadcaster <laughs> yeah the con the conference call system is all it's it's fucked it's all out it's broken except for next time but yeah let's go ahead and give him a call then i guess i can't remember what it was i'm sure he's 
sitting by the phone. Just He's probably taking a shit. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's a long, long time, I don't know. Yeah. It sure has. Why didn't you guys call me last week? Well, we uh, kind of, you know, every, every week I ask them about what the song is, and, and they actually got it right this time. Well, that's fucking new. <laughs> they never get it right. Telling the rules? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, are you ready to uh, sing us this song? No, I'm not going to sing it because I hate this fucking song. Oh. But you like Taylor everything. Swift. Who? Come on. <laughs> you know who Taylor Swift is. Well, yeah, but that's not who we're talking okay, about all today. Right, all right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do the beat poetry thing again. You know, like my idols, Gregory Corso, <laughs> Gary Snyder. And like Lewin's Furling Yeti, he's he's one of the better ones. That's great. Can you just do it for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Fine. You fucking be like that. <clears throat> I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me. I'll never tell. <laughs> I looked to you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I trade my soul for a wish. Pennies and dimes for a kiss. I wasn't looking for this, but now you're in my way. The stare was holding. Ripped jeans skin was showing. Hot night wind was blowing. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Where I remember that part. Where do you think you're going, baby? Hey, I just met you, and this uh, is oh, Call me Ray Jepsen, call me maybe. Yeah. But here's my number, so call me maybe. That was riveting. Riveting. Loved it. Thank you, thank you. I love singing and beat poetry. Yeah, we got it. Thank you. Um, you can leave now. Okay, next week I might conference in some people. I'm gonna see what <laughs> I can do. That's great. Thank you. All right, nice. bye guys. Man, what a great guy. He's gonna call his friends and get him on here too. It's weird how he knew about the plan. We didn't even tell him about it. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> come to think of it, that's a continuity error. Let's go ahead and blow past that and. <laughs> Number one movie in the country on August 14th, uh, 2012. Any guesses? This is different than last time. Uh, 2012, starring John Cusack. No, no, I'll just, I'll read the tagline for you. Maybe you'll get it. I'll be impressed if you do. But the tagline is, back for war. What most people call hell, they call the retirement home. Gone fishing. <laughs> Gone fishing, no. Um, Frozen 2. <laughs> no, but as soon as I say it, that retirement home thing is going to make sense. But the uh, synopsis is... Red. Mercenary leader Barney Ross, Lee Christmas, and the rest of the team reunite when Mr. Church hires them for a seemingly easy Expendables job. Expendables 2? It is the Expendables 2. You I'm, nailed it. Never saw it. Damn. It was fine. If you're into that, like even for big dub action movies, the Expendables ones aren't great. Anyway, this day in history, August 14th, 1873, the publication Field and Stream begins publishing. Oh, I remember that specifically because the one goddamn barber in the town we grew up with just had magazines of Field and Stream and Guns and Ammo, those were the two Mm -hmm. you could read waiting for your haircut no the the one at the top of town across from uptown video oh yeah he was out oh he that's where the rich kids went <laughs> yeah you go back on lehigh <laughs> oh you could swing seven dollars a haircut <laughs> no i definitely remember being a kid and paying like eight bucks yeah yeah you didn't pay it no no i no, he had I to pay with his chore money <laughs> Uh, this game was released for PC, PS3, Xbox 360, and the Wii U. 
<laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we don't get many of no, them. No, not many. Uh, developed by Vigil Games, published by THQ. It is an action RPG hack and slash. Dr. Scientist, you picked it this week. So how about you uh, lead us into the game? Tell us what it's all about. Well, first thing you should do is go listen to us in episode 20 something and tell, so you know what happened in Darksiders 1. I should have listened to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're, gotta, it's got a problem. I wonder what we sound like. My voice was probably, probably so pretty high. quiet because I didn't know how to uh, <laughs> really record audio back then. Yeah, it'll be, and you can see how uh, refined and we've gotten over the years. Yeah, but anyway, this game takes place in the hundred-year span between when War first arrives and the game in Darksiders One. He goes and starts the apocalypse war, <laughs> and then he's getting he's imprisoned by the Chart Council for a hundred years. This happens in that hundred-year span. Okay. War, the character, one of the four horsemen. Yes. The, the gotcha. character from Darksiders 1 is War. The character in Darksiders 2 is Death. And then it breaks into this story quick about the history of the how the four got their power. And they're, they're Nephilim, and who are, I think in this game, they're products of angels and demons. Yeah, hybrids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they kind of rebelled against the other Nephilim and killed all of them and got power to try and keep balance from the world. And death is setting out to try and clear war's name by resurrecting humanity. And then he thinks that'll speak well for him for the council. I thought they were told to kill the rest of the Nephilim. They kind of choose to. Oh, okay. Was it a thing where they had to do a sacrifice to get their whatever? Well, they kind of just got powers and were like, hey, man, if you can stop the Nephilim from attacking Eden, we'll give you the power. And then they kind of just work for the council to keep balance. But they didn't kill them they kept their souls well death kept their souls yes he was supposed to you find this out later in the game we might as well talk about oh, it now. okay he was supposed to kill them all <laughs> the chart council told him to and he didn't he kind of kept them all in a gem which but i'd he, keep a gem of souls that'd be sweet yeah fuck yeah of course i'd show everybody yeah turn into a fucking necklace and wear around my neck like flavor flav like yeah this is my gem of souls what's up oh, you don't got one <laughs> you have a yeah. gem of souls that's a shame which is funny because he doesn't have it at the beginning of the game Oh. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't want it. No, right. no, because it doesn't sound like it's fun. Mm. Anyway, the game starts with you climbing a mountain because you're trying to find out how you can do this. And you're looking for a quote unquote keeper of secrets. Turns out it's this guy called the Crow Father who, Crow is, Father. who is stuck there and he just knows shit. I guess because crows fly everywhere and see shit and he kind of knows. As the crow flies, man. Not what the phrase means, but. <laughs> <laughs> Was he in the first game? I don't recall. I don't think I don't so, because so. he's here. And he's still alive. And he, uh, spoiler, he dies before this game is over, before De- <gasps> Darksiders 1 would happen. Oh, Darksiders 1 happens after this? Yes, except for the intro in Darksiders 1. I'm so confused already. <laughs> in Darksiders 1, <laughs> he gets imprisoned oh, by the okay, Tri Council, yeah, right. and he's there for 100 years. This happens in that time. Gotcha. Before he breaks himself out and gets... The whole thing with Abaddon happens in Darksiders 1. Right, 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 right. Okay. That may, okay. Yeah. Kind I'm, of I'm here now. It, but fucking yeah. four years ago. But uh, of course, Crow, the Crowfather is talking about stuff and how he knows what happened to war and war is not responsible for all this. And he's like, what you got to do is find the tree of life and I'll take there, you there, but you got to take this gem that you trapped the Nephilim in that I'm kind of stuck here with. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, I don't want it. And so he ends up fighting the Crowfather. Crowfather, it kind of like disguises himself as war. It's a tutorial fight. Doesn't really matter. Right. Anyway, you beat the crow father and uh, you kill him because you're death and that's what you do. And the crow father is like, nah, man, I'm smashing this jewel. 
So he smashes the jewel and the jewel kind of like gets stuck in a death's chest. Ooh, embedded. Yeah. So he's kind of like, he has all the Nephilim in him now, the souls. It's a lot like. A subdermal piercing. Yeah. No. Also, yeah, <laughs> season, season eight of, or seven of Supernatural, when Castiel gets all the, the souls inside of him. It's kind of like that. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. It's kind of like in Scrooged when death opens his shirt and it's got all the souls inside. Just like that's sure. Crawling yeah, that works. Belly. Did our people do that? <laughs> but what also happens phone call. is that the crow father opens a portal and it sucks death in. Oh, sucker. And he wakes up in kind of weird land of the makers. You eventually find out that they're just, they're at this forge. They used to make things for other races like angels and demons. And they're kind of in their own lands here. I think it's very interesting that they're like, oh, hey, death, what's up? How's it going? And they all like agree to help you if you help yeah, they're them. Ki- they're kind of like supernatural. So they kind of know who you are. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not like Darksiders 1, which just happens on Earth. This happens in this. In the other realms. Magic, magic realms, yeah. So you meet this guy. His name is Idard, I think. And he, he's a maker, which is the race of people who live here. And he tells mm-hmm. you that the tree is corrupted. And uh, you, you're going to have to do something to help them get everything back so they can. They built this guardian to fight the corruption. And there's some stuff you have to do before you can do that. And you can't even get to the tree of life until we do that. So that's what you got to do. You meet various other makers here. Thane, Alia, Vallis. Karn. Karn. I was getting to him because you don't find him here. Oh, you don't? He's a, he's a small pup out adventuring. Oh. He's, a, he's like the adventurous young maker. Okay. But anyway, you got to go destroy this corruption and start the forges up again for them. And they'll make you the key to start the Guardian. It's, a, it's basically a huge fetch quest. Yeah. So you can fight your way to this cauldron and that's where you meet Karn. Who's just a young maker. I mean, he's just as big as the other ones. He's just younger than him. And he helps you fight through the cauldron and you fight a boss, whatever. And you start the fire flowing through back through to the forge. Then you get back to the forge and they're like, all right, now we need the tears of the mountain so we can have the water to fit to finish our forging. Mm. So like, all right, I got to go to drench fort and do that. So that's what you do. You go to drench fort, you fight your way through it, beat the boss there and you store the water of the forge. So with both of those, you get back. And our Alia makes the Alia and Vallis make you a maker's key, which is a special key that can activate guardians and watchers and stuff that the makers have made and wardens. So you go to this warden, the last one that's alive. Well, the last one that's here, because the rest of them, they tell you that when the end time started in Darksiders one, mm-hmm. all the wardens were taken to fight in the battle because that was the maker's part in this. But there's only one that stayed because he wasn't activated and he's still here. So you go and wake him up and he's like, he's just a big giant golem type thing. And he takes you to a place called the foundry. So you can find the guardian, which is what you need to fight the corruption. Right. So he, you know, he gets this big bridge. He makes some weird noises. The big bridge shows up. You cross over to the foundry. You fight in there. Karn helps you. And then you activate the guardian. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. first you needed to find three stones to activate the guardian. And one of them was corrupted. And you're like, oh, whatever, man, this will be great. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And you throw them in and then the guardian gets corrupted and then goes on a wild rampage. Oh, jerk. Yeah. It was very dumb of death, but he does it. So you follow this guardian as he's going on his rampage and you eventually end up in a spot. You find Idard fighting him and he's getting his ass kicked by this giant guardian golem. And he's like, nope, I'm done. You're up. And then death fights him. It's, well, neither of you's played. Nope. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, but it's a battle like that, kind uh, of. Okay. 
and you fight the Guardian, and you destroy all the corruption, and you kill him. The Guardian's in pieces, and Idar's like, well, I'm going to restore him free of corruption, and he sacrifices the rest of his life to revive the Guardian free of corruption. So there's a sack move filled in that bingo spot. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> a piece of shit. Oh, sorry, wrong one. Wait, wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He can edit all that out. Nope. He fucks it. There we go. There it is. No, he sacrifices himself. So now the free, the clear guardian gets up and destroys. It's like fighting the corruption, but it ends up destroying the corruption on the path to the tree of life. That's what he needed. Yep. So death's finally there. He gets to the tree of life, which is where he's going to figure out how to do this. But the tree of life kind of like sucks him in because the tree of life is also corrupted. What? Yeah. So much corruption. So you get in there and uh, you're confronted by... A Nephilim in there, whose name is Absalom, who death conveniently killed. And he's like, no, I know what you did. Uh, um, he's the first Nephilim. He's the strongest. And he's like, I'm just I'm spreading corruption now because screw you guys. <laughs> so I'm doing that. And he's like, and then you find this is what they elaborate more on the story of death and the horsemen stopping the Nephilim. And mm. he's telling he tells him that the angels had heaven and the demons had hell and the Nephilim didn't have any land. And then Eden was created and given to humans. So the Nephilim tried to slay all the humans and take over Eden, but the the horsemen stopped them. And that's kind of how they got to where they are, that there's only four of them left. Okay. So after this, it kind of just like spits death out into a place called the Deadlands. And he's kind of, he meets a guy named Ostrogoth, who's just a traveling merchant in the game. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he tells him that the tree doesn't actually have the ability to bring people back. The tree just sends you to where you need to be teleporter yes it's like a sentient teleporter that sends you where you have to go and he's like what you really need to do is find the well of souls because that's where all the human souls are now every soul in creation goes there and basically just sits there until it's able to be reborn again so why doesn't the tree just send you to the well of souls because you don't have the ability to do the well of souls yet (gasps) okay so here's my confusion and i'm going to try to articulate this the best way i can so the way that death is trying to Resurrect humanity, clear war's name, going to the tree of life, like doing basically all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is this, how am I supposed to put this? Is this like an established fact of something that can happen in their real world? Or is this like a myth that he's chasing to maybe make it happen? Uh, Maybe a mix of both. Does that make sense? I think he doesn't know how to do it. He's just trying to. He knows they find were, a way to do it. They were made somehow, yeah. so he figures they can be made again. That's what. So I, it's it's more of like a a myth. Like I heard this is a, something that could happen. No one's ever done it, so it's either got to be Im- almost impossible to do or not exist. And he's like, "I'm going for it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he figures okay. it's the only way to clear his brother's name. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then Ostrogoth tells him that you have to find the Lord of Bones because the Lord of Bones will tell you where the well is. Because he's kind of the ruler over the dead. Great name. Great name. Lord of Bones. (laughs) Lord of Bones, 10 out of 10. So there's a story where, well, now you go and you basically get to, you have to climb a tower, ring a bell, and then a kind of like giant floating ship shows up, which is basically the Lord of Bones airship. It's called the Eternal Throne. It's kind of like in God of War when you summon Kronos. It's kind of what this is like. A lot of this reminded me of God of War. Well, it's a hack and slash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> game. It's hack and slash about like fucking yeah. gods and shit. 
The only uh, difference is that Kratos fucking kills everybody, and death, surprisingly, death is the one that doesn't kill every single person he runs into. Right? Yeah, because he can talk it out. So eventually you get to this place, and you can't... There's a The Lord of Bones is in the Eternal Throne, and they won't let you in unless you get the Chancellor's permission. So you go talk to the Chancellor, and he's like, hey, if you fight through the arena and beat our champion, you can uh, meet with the Lord of Bones. I'll let it happen. Mm-hmm. So you go, you fight through the arena, you beat the guy, the guy here. Uh, and then they're like, all right, I guess I got to let you through to the meeting. So you go in and you talk to the Lord of Bones. And he's like, yeah. You tell him your plight and you're like, oh, I know what you're doing. He's like, I know where the Wells of Souls are, but uh, I'm only going to do it if you do me a favor. You got to go hunt down three of my Lords of the Dead who are being slackers. They're all taking naps. Yeah. Long ass they're fucking not, naps. They're not, out, they're not here doing their job. And all these humans are dead now. And I got a lot to going on here. And they're kind of just slacking. So you do that. You go find three souls of these guys. You basically have to fight them. They give you small tasks, whatever. Another one sends you to another place. You find the Judicator, Basilius, and Pharisee. You bring them all to the Lord of the Bones. And he's just like, hey, man, you guys are slacking. And he kills them all. Uh, that, that was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit, that was kind of surprising. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. When I played the game, I definitely didn't see it coming. I thought there was something else was going to happen. Yeah, because you're like, he's like, oh, I want my bros back and we're going to fucking crush stuff because they're my bros. And you're like, okay, whatever, I'll get his bros back. And then you do. And he's like, cool, you guys suck. Bam, they're all dead. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like some Lords of Death party, you know, (laughs) form a band or something. Maybe like, oh, my God, what are these four going to get into? This is going to be fucking nuts. And he just kills him immediately. Great. A plus. And he's like, all right, the Well of Souls, you'll find it in the place called the City of the Dead. So uh, just go there. That's where souls go when they die. They'll be purified. Makes sense. Sure. So that's where it is. So you go to the Willis. You go to the City of the Dead. You fight your way through it. You end up fighting the Wailing. There's a boss called the wa- the Wailing Host, who is kind of just all of humanity's souls thrown into one creature. That sounds neat. Because they're kind of stuck there. So you kill it and you free all the humanity's souls. And then the crow father souls there, too. And he's like, hey, you remember <laughs> you killed me? I'm stuck here now in the dead. He's like, thanks, dick. Yeah. <laughs> But he's surprisingly helpful. I think he likes the idea. This is my opinion of the crow father. I think he likes that he knows things that people want to know. Mm. So he likes helping anybody. Like people come to him for knowledge. He is the keeper of secrets, quote unquote. But doesn't he think death or war was innocent too? He knows war is innocent. Yeah, so he's kind of trying to help war out too. I I buy that. But I think in my mind... The, my I, I mean, obviously, I didn't see every single second of the game being played, but in my mind, I thought that maybe, like, because he died, he was more at peace. Yeah, he also doesn't have all these Nephilim souls bothering oh, yeah, him too anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it's all kind of better. Now. So he could see, like, kind of the forest or the trees and be yeah. like, all right, I'll, I, your plight is noble, I'll help. And he, and he knows that death is suffering with all those souls inside of him. So it kind of works out in the end, I guess. He's like, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll give you it. <laughs> and he tells death that there's a key to get to the well of souls, and half was given to heaven and half was given to hell. Oh, shit. Nice. So that people couldn't access, because they didn't, they didn't, no one ever would think that angels and demons would get together, and no one would have access to the well of souls. He also goes on some other stuff here of asking why the four, the four horsemen were never told of it. And he's like, because they know what they would try and do with the power, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, you've let humans go and you can sacrifice all the Nephilim souls in you and you can turn humanity back on. But you got to find these two pieces of the key. So he takes you back to the tree of tree of life, quote, tree of death, one of the two. Mm -hmm. 
And first it takes you to this place called Lost Light, which is where the angels keep the part of the key. You end up fighting a bunch of corrupted angels. You find a guy there whose name is the Archon who kind of just protects the key. And he's like, well, when uh, our ship broke loose and the world was ending, a bunch of our cool shit was taken. He's like, find this rod of Arafel. It's on Earth. All you got to do is go get it and bring it back to me and I'll get you the key part and tell you where it is. So you end up going to Earth for a little bit and you meet Uriel. Who oh, from is, the first game. From the first game. This is before the parts in the first game, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounded fake. No, that, no it's, ooh, that was real. And you find all the pieces of the rod helping Uriel out and their hell guard fighting off all these monsters and shit that are affecting Earth. And you turn to the Archon, and he's like, hey, this guy over in the tower over there, he has it. So you go fight. It's, it's the guy just called the Scribe, who I guess is sort of like Metatron. <laughs> you fight him, and he's like, well, uh, this is all a lie. The Archon has the piece of the key. <gasps> He's fooled you. He kind of went mad. He's corrupted. He's corrupted. So you have to go. So you eventually fight your way back over to him, fight the Archon, get his part of the key. Nice. You go back to the Tree of the Life, and uh, another portal opens up, and it takes you to a place called Shadow's Edge, which is where the demon key is taken. It's like the edge of hell, huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I assume. And uh, you find out it's the realm of Samael. Who heard that name before. Yeah, you did. And (laughs) he keeps it here. But you, when you get there... The whole place is kind of like in ruins and kind of impassable for a lot of things. And uh, another demon shows up, Lilith, who kind of... Classic demon. Calls herself your mother because she created the Nephilim and stuff, but she's a demon. And she tells you that Samael has been missing, but she has an ability to send you into the past when Samael's here and you can get the key from him then. Uh-huh. So that's what she does. She gives this power and it's kind of a cool castle when you play the game because you can switch between the present and the past to try and fight through... Like puzzles and shit. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. And uh, you get there and you find Samael in the past. And he's kind of, they feel, he ends up, you end up fighting him, whatever. And it kind of like ends in a stalemate sort of. And he's like, hey, I'm going to give you this key because uh, I think you earned it. Good luck doing whatever you're doing. Because he doesn't know what happened because this all happens before the events of Darksiders 1. Yeah, he's like, dude, this is going to be a fucking hell of a show. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Nobody knows what happens. Well, yeah, Nobody's he, seen it Yeah, before. he's like, I want to see you fight this guy. We'll find it. Now, you may remember Samael's in Darksiders 1, and he's stuck on Earth, yeah. which is why he's not here during this time. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because as soon as the end started, he got stuck on Earth somehow. Part of what Abaddon does in the first game is stick him there. Anyway, so you go end up getting both pieces. You create this key here, and you go to the Well of Souls, and you come across Absalom, the original Nephilim, the Avatar of Chaos. You eventually fight him, Whoa. and you kill him, and then you go to the Well of Souls, and it's kind of like this whole thing. And the crow father, I think, is the crow father shows up? I think somebody tells you. Somebody tells it. I'm pretty sure it's the crow father. He's like, you have a choice here. You can either bring back all of humanity or all of the Nephilim, all of your brothers. And Lilith asks you to bring back the Nephilim. She's yeah. like, I want my children back. Come on, man. But uh, Death decides that he's got to save his brother. And he's like, I'll sacrifice him and the lives of the Nephilim, the souls of the Nephilim, to bring humanity back. So he just jumps in the well of souls. Sack move two. Sack move. Yeah, sack move two. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait. It's going to happen every time there's yeah, a sack yep, move. Yep. Yeah. Wait. Sack move. You oh, got it. You should just label it sack move. I mean, it is, but <laughs> there's like 60 buttons to get to. And it's always in the wrong spot. <laughs> Let me try that again real quick. No, that's not, that's not the one. Uh, that's so that's the end. Then kind of like post credits it shows the end of Darksiders 1 when war beats the Destroyer 
and he smashes the seventh seal and summons the horseman. And it shows the, the other horseman coming through and death's there and he's not dead. And it kind of gives this cryptic thing of there will always be four riders. Yeah, that part. I was like, okay, what? I, I don't know if it's death being resurrected. Because he summoned him. Because to he Earth. summoned him to Earth. I also, part of, I mean, this is, a, this is kind of a nitpicky thing. But I remember vividly that sequence happening in the beginning of Darksiders and they showed it and it looked like meteors were crashing down. It was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just use that video again? I would have been so happy to see that in here instead of like a still frame. Well, because Darksiders 1 stole from War's view and Darksiders 2's death's view. Still, that would have been cool. <laughs> There's also another post credit scene where it has Lilith talking to who she calls her master. Doing I assume some it's Satan, right? Uh, you would assume so. The head of demons. Yeah. But in the first one, that's kind of Abaddon, the uh-huh. destroyer. I just want to say, if you liked uh, comets crashing Earth with big creatures, and he should have played Elden Ring and fought. Oh, geez, Star Scourge Redan. Just saying, <laughs> I've seen videos of it. It's pretty badass. I'm well, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. But that's it. That's all of Darksiders too. All right, well, that's it. That's the game. We did it. So let's go ahead and move into our final thoughts. Ooh, okay. And do you guys mind if I go first this no, time? No, shoot it. Go Feel ahead. a little spicy? I've, what are the questions again? I, I just always forget. I think I, I might have them written down. Here. Oh, yeah, good. Here they are. Did watching this video make you want to hack and slash like death? Ooh. Is the story pretty good? Or do you feel... It needed more that was left out. And <laughs> oh, man. This gun, this gun You're scotching it. You're scotching it. I did scotch the shit out of it. And out of 27 stars, how many with this theft? Oh, Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> Come on. Um, did watching this video make me want to play it? I thought about that question a little bit, and I think overall, yes. But... I remember trying to play the first one and, and originally going through as war and I didn't get into it. I think it was just like I had just finished another hack and slash and it was just kind of like too many hack and slashes in a row. Yeah. Probably felt like out of war too much. Yeah, and I I put it down and then I never went back to it. And I slightly regret that because this story is pretty cool. Um so I'm gonna say overall I did kind of get nostalgic to play it again. Well, whatever nostalgic, I don't think that's the word. But I kind of wanted to play it again and revisit it because I didn't. I feel like I didn't give it a fair shake. Fair, right? Um, so sure, yes, I'll say it made me want to play it. Uh, did the story work for me? I mostly like it. I like how um, you know you're doing. You could have easily just done a sequel with War. Well, I guess not easily. I think he died at the end of the last one, didn't he? No, he broke the seal on some of the other ones. Yeah, they all. Came oh, out. that's right. So they could have easily just picked off from from death st- or from war story and then went through another game with war and like the other characters were maybe integrated some other way. But I liked how they, they didn't do that. They didn't jump into that with two. They were like, let's take a step back. Let's do a whole game from death's perspective of all this stuff that's going on. And then that'll help tie in everybody else in the next game, which I don't know if that happened because I haven't played dark siders three, but I hope it did. Are there four dark siders three uh, furies? No, in there's the three third one. And Strife is in like a side game, but oh. I don't, I'd never played that one because it was kind of a Diablo kind of clone. And uh, I was thinking to myself, like, wait, Fury and Strife, are they the actual names of the horsemen? No. But 
Then I went down a rabbit hole of different interpretations of the Four Horsemen. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that's an interesting Wikipedia page. Oh, I bet. Um, check that out. But uh, so did the story work for me? I'll say yes. What score would I give it? Now, this is kind of tough because I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, it was very much not necessarily fetch questy, but a lot of the go to this person. I need something from you. OK, we'll do this for me first, which we've seen a bunch. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, so I'm going to pick a middle ground here, and I'm going to give it a final score of 10. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's better than a lot of the stuff we've done this year. I think it's solid, uh, but it did it felt a little bit like we were kind of retreading a, like the same gameplay that happened in the first one, which, I don't know, it seems like we were going through the motions just with a different character, so that took off some points for me. But that's fair. Crow Father was pretty sweet, so system, I'm going with the test. System works. Right. But that's what I got. 10 overall. So let's go ahead and ask uh, you there, Sir Chomp Slap, what you want to pick for this game. Yeah, I'll fucking, I'll give it a go. So uh, did watching this video make you want to play Darksiders? Did the story work for you? <laughs> I thought he was going to keep going. Or was it full of creepy spiders? <laughs> and uh, what score? I don't think there's a single spider. 27 stars you think you'd win the acclaim of all the outsiders there was a bug boss but it wasn't spider hey well that was better than mine but barely (laughs) that's like a scotch eight barely beats a chump slap two uh watching the video kind of made me want to play it i well maybe not this but it made me want to play a hack and slash god of war game uh when this come out 12 2012 yeah 2012 yeah yeah i guess it was probably still good I mean, it didn't look bad. Maybe. No, for the time, it looked good. Scientists, were there like upgrades and stuff in this? It had a like a. It had a loot and skill tree thing, kind of like Borderlands. Shut up! There was Borderlands like random loot. Yeah, you could find like unique weapons, which were always the same, but you could find random things. There might even be a crafting system to combine your stuff. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Or I can't remember exactly. Probably at the forge or something. Yeah. Yeah, I might. I, I might play it. Because in the video I watched, he, he always summoned the monsters, like the dead soldiers to go running at them. I remember using that ability a lot. It was a cool ability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I kind of want to play it a little more. So the video made me want to play it. And now just, yeah, whatever. I want to play it. I probably won't. But did the story work for me? Yeah. I liked it. I mean, his whole quest is just to resurrect humanity. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to make his brother he seem ho- innocent. He's hoping it. May, like lets the council oh it's like a little less severe because it's yeah. like oh it was just a temporary thing yep okay yeah yeah i like it he what else is he gonna do he's gotta try something i guess so yeah it works i like the characters characters were great good they're all different samuel was cool crow daddy <laughs> crow daddy <laughs> crow daddy's sick yeah liked it story worked for me Except for like the whole, he sacks himself just to come right back at the end. But it wasn't, I guess, at the end. It could have been 90 years later yeah. or whatever. But yeah, and then the voice is just like, well, they all, they're always going to be there. They're Eternals or whatever. But they didn't explain it. So I guess that's, there's more well, to come. He, he at least used all the Nephilim souls because the Nephilim can't come back. Yeah. They can't ever bring them back, I guess. Unless they sacrifice all humanity for Nephilim. Nephilim. I think the Nephilim's souls are gone. Oh, humanity souls are still there. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Whatever. Story worked. It's a good game. Good. It looked cool. Cool character design. Good stuff. So out of 27 stars, I'm going to give it a 
I mean, I'll give it 11. Okay. Because mm, that's reasonable. It was good, but it did, like Scotch said, it was, there's a little too much filler with like fighting in arenas and fetch quests, but I guess that's just to make gameplay. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck else are you going to do? But yeah, I'll give it an 11. All right. Well, there we go. That's an 11. So how about you there, Dr. Scientist? Mm hmm. Um, okay. You're the star today. Here, I'll do it. Oh, you want to redeem yourself? Yeah, I'll redeem myself. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Did watching this video make you want to replay Darksiders 2? Was the story pretty good? (laughs) Or was it just a bunch of poo? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Out of 27 stars. How much did this game accrue? (laughs) Perfect. Nailed it. Can't believe that just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so smooth. It's almost like you had those words in front of you. Uh, Crazy. Sick. Very uh, impressive. Uh what did I play? Did it make me want to play it? I kind of did. I I like the Darksiders games. I think maybe if uh they release a version with one, two, and three, I'll just buy it and play them all again. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. That'd be sick. Uh I don't know. Hack and slash is always fun. Did the story work for me? I think it worked. I kind of like, it is kind of redundant, like you said, a little bit, but I like how it expanded on the world and explained all this stuff about how they came around. Kind of different part of reality of this universe, sort of. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how God of War, the newer ones, go to the different realms. Yeah, and use shit. the different realms. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching. I was like, wow. I like how it sort of uh, explains all the Nephilim and how death feels bad, and then he still wants to save his brother more. Whatever, still pretty good. I like uh, games about mythologies and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it's fun to play, which doesn't matter really, but it gives it an extra star in my book. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I gave it 13 stars. Bam. Just because I like how it expanded the Darksiders universe from what Darksiders 1. Kind of works with it. Tells a different thing of what happens when war is out, yeah. like out of commission, not out. But right. So yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll be my score. Good stuff. What is that? 34. 34. Yep, gives us the total score of 34. And if you guys are keeping score, that's 29 points more than last week when we talked about Die Hard Vendetta. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, some of the games around 34, back on uh, February 9th, we talked about Indigo Prophecy. That got a 35. Oh, okay. Man, I completely forget what game that was. It was pretty neat. It was the one told from three different perspectives. It was the killer. At the end, it was a big thing between... You're trying to find the Indigo child... Remember, oh, yeah, people were yeah, taking yeah. over the guy who would make you kill things. And- nope. Shadow <laughs> Warrior got a 36, and Sly 3 Among Thieves also got a 36 back in 2012. I was going to say. I'm sorry, 2022. I thought, like, oh, man, we did Sly 3 this year. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Good game. There you go. The system works. Mm-hmm. No reason to question it, and we're not going to question it, because we're going to go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is... Dr. Scientist Radical Pokemon. Dr. Scientist Pokemon. Oh, come on. That was my death metal voice. (laughs) (laughs) Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for 1% guaranteed Radical Pokemon Lock of the Week. And he's impossible. I am impossible. He's impossible to. He is not possible. Downlet you. (laughs) What do you got for us this week, Dr. Scientist? Well, we're just going to do my favorite rock Pokemon. It's just a Pokemon I love myself. He was one of my original six to beat the first Pokemon game. Oh, sick. We're going to go with okay. the Pokemon, which I don't need to spell, Golem. With a G? Yep. <laughs> I knew it. I oh, was going to have to write Pokemon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
It's just a big rock type. Ah, nice. I'm pretty sure he weighs a lot. Probably pretty dense. What's an Alolan golem? Uh, There are different places in the game you can go to, different areas. We'll call them continents, maybe. Looks like he's got rocket launchers on. And uh, some Pokemon have different forms if they're from different things. Alola, I think, is like a tropical island type thing. Oh, wow. It was, it was after I played. It's probably Gen 7. Holy list of abilities, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Does it? Are they like different types of rocks? Uh, yeah, it's, it's usually a pretty dense rock, I think it is. And I also remember when Burger King made their Pokemon toys way back in the two, early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. They had Golem, and it was like a top. You could spin it. Yeah, I do remember seeing that guy. I had him. I don't know where he went to. Kind of pissed I lost him. I was still at mom's house. Yeah, so he's 660 pounds at four foot. That's a dense motherfucker. Yeah, four right. foot. Damn. Yeah, he has cool moves like Earthquake. He gets Rock Slide in later generations, which are great moves. Oh, he's in. Yeah, he's got Magnet Pool or Sturdy. Sturdy, I think, makes you, you can't be killed by one-hit KO moves. Oh, that's good. Those piss me off. Magnet pool sounds like you would take flying away from creatures, maybe. Mm, makes sense. Against enemies. I could be wrong. Maybe it's about stealing items. Well, it does have a, a mineral egg group. <laughs> well, the thing that everybody also just fucking overlooks, and I always have to bring up, is the catch rate's only 45. That's 11.9%, guys. Damn, yeah. that's He's a tough guy. Yeah. But he comes from a very... Very uh, abundant Pokemon Geodude, which is everywhere in every game. Anytime you get to a mountain. Oh, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, like, are we just going over old shit? Like, everybody knows that. <laughs> I know what the heck. I mean, know? he's got the average base friendship of 72 or 70 also. But, yeah. You know. And another 70 base friendship score, which is not the worst, but we could do better with friendship. <laughs> <laughs> he's not on my friendship build. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Who is on yeah. your friendship build? We'll get into that next week. Okay. <laughs> a lot Chancy. of very distinguished how, Pokemon. Will be. I'll, you know what I'll do for next week? I'll make you a friendship group. Your favorite oh, high you. friendship Pokemon. <laughs> I'll write that They're down so I don't bros. forget. <laughs> They're just all bros. Good stuff. All right, great. There you go. Pokemon, lock of the week, Gollum. That's going to take us to our favorite segment of our way, which is Sir Chomp Slaps. This or that. It's Sir Chomp Slaps, this or that. Every week, we give Sir Chomp Slaps seven different prompts, and he has to tell us if the prompt I give him is one thing or the other thing. It's called this or that. This is the 40-something episode we've done this. This week, Sir Chomp Slaps, I'm going to give you seven prompts, and you're going to tell me if they are one... The name of a Charles Dickens character. Dickens, you say. Character from a Charles Dickens novel. Or if they're British slang for a fart. Wow. That's not what I thought the second one would be. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fart or dick. Got it. Dick or fart. Here we go. Are you ready? Sir Chompslap. As ready as I'll ever be. First one. Whoopsie. Fart. Smoofer. Dick. Bumble. Dick. Buzzfuzz. If I'm going to say fart, because that's, that's good. Flabbergaster. Dick. Creakle. Dick. Mud slapper. Fart. It was really hard not to laugh when I said mud slapper. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and tally these up. I've never heard any of those, except for that one, the number two. 
Or no, no, number one. Whoopsie. I think he just made him up. Doesn't he always? Every yeah, week? yeah. laughing me that is a four out of seven. Ooh. Oh, it's still passing right i don't understand why no. i'm shitting on four out of seven so bad but five out of seven was amazing last <laughs> but here we are there's got to be a spot when it's not good and the next one's gonna be good no it's a pigeonhole problem yeah yeah that's all right well it's better than i th- thought uh run this back whoopsie is a dickens character not a fart bullshit i've heard British people say whoopsie. Yeah. Especially the way you said it. Say it again. Whoopsie. whoopsie. Oh, whoopsie, not whoopsie. <laughs> oh. Oh, whoopsie's the character. You said it wrong. <laughs> Either way, you got that wrong. The next one, Smoofer is a fart, obviously. You got that wrong, too. Uh, yeah. uh, Bumble's a Dickens character. You nailed that. And then Buzzfuzz is a Dickens character, not a fart. Uh, I just thought it would be a cool name for a fart. And then Flabbergaster, you named as a Dickens character. That was clearly a fart. And then Crickle is a Dickens character, which you got correct. And Mud Slapper is, that's definitely a fart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. All right. Well, we got one more of these left. And boy, I'm running out of ideas. So hopefully the the last one's going to be a good one. Oh, I can't wait to see it. But uh, let's say uh, someone wanted to send us an email of a bunch of links to other this or that prompts that I haven't said yet that I might use in the future. Where would they send that email to, Sir Chompslap? Well, don't, because we're going to record that before they hear this. But anyway, <laughs> send it to plottytime at gmail.com. I'll read and respond, because that's what I do. And Dr. Scientist, how would they get to us faster on the socials? Uh, at Plotty Tom on Instagram or threads, or stop by the Reddit. And uh, everybody, post your own friendship Pokemon team for next week. Whoa, sick. Man, I can't wait to see these friendship Pokemon builds. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, you can also go to YouTube, like, and subscribe there. It really helps us out. You can go to our store, PlottyTime.com, and that takes you to our eBay store where you can buy our super brand new weed skin shirt. And maybe, if you're lucky, by the time you get there, you'll still be able to buy a Derf shirt. But those things are almost gone. <laughs> almost, you guys. <sighs> that about does it for us. So, as always, shout out to Superfan ERT5551. You know why. Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Gamer's Little Playground, I am Panax, and Louise Guzman. Don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.